Well, good morning. Thanks for joining us this morning. We're so glad you're here. And today, I'd love to share a message with you on all things new. Actually, that's not the title of my message. The title of my message is, Jesus is not done with you yet. I just love this song that we've been doing uh, over the past uh, little while. You know, um, just actually before Pastor can even share this theme with us as a church, um, uh, this CD came out, I was listening to it in the car, and actually this song was one of my favorite songs. You know, sometimes when you listen to a certain album or a CD, there's usually one or two songs that kind of stand out to you, and this song really did stand out to me, and I was listening to it, listening to it, and then Pastor Ken shared a new theme for 2021, All Things New, and all of a sudden the, the song just got a whole new meaning uh, in my life as a, as a worship leader and as a singer, someone that just loves singing. Uh, it, it just... Uh, elevated everything to the next level, so much so that we actually made it our theme song. And I just love the words from that song that says, Jesus, you're not done with me yet. You're doing a new thing. Um, the, then the next uh, verse says, uh, for all I've seen, I still believe you're still doing a new thing. This is a year of God doing new things in our lives, in our church, in our families, in our world, all across this planet, God is doing something beautiful. God is doing something new. And I hope you believe that. I'm here to tell you that God is moving. God that we serve is a God of new things, new miracles, new experiences, new anointings, new adventures. That is the God that we serve. My question for you this morning is, are you ready for a God to do a new thing in your life? Because I really believe that we cannot experience new miracles with God with old mindsets. If we have an old mindset about how things used to be done and how things uh, progressed in the past and how uh, this is a certain way or, uh, that we have done things in the past and, and we just focus on that and we don't focus on the future and what's ahead of us, we will fall behind. And I've seen this happen in, in our own family. We got our boys a video uh, game system, and uh, they started playing this game. Uh, most of the kids uh, are, are play it. Uh, and um, just this past summer, over, over actually, uh, over this pandemic, what happened is um, these big companies, corporations got greedy. So they discontinued this uh, update uh, on this game on, on the iPads, on the Apple devices. And it was so terrible. It was, it was devastating to see kids being stuck in, in, in playing this game in an old season. Luca, our older boy, was playing on Switch, and he was able to upgrade to a new season. He was able to, it was, it's all about reward system, getting new things, experiencing new levels, uh, uh, being in, in a new map, getting new, uh, just new things, new skins and stuff like that. But Nico, playing on the iPad was stuck in the old season. And it was kind of sad because Apple, Apple and, and, and Epic Games had this dispute and they just basically discontinued this game completely on Apple devices. And, and, and some of the kids were stuck in the old season. And you know what? I've sort of kind of compared that to our spiritual life. Sometimes we can get stuck in the old seasons of life. And, and we can uh, try to even go back and, and try to relive some of the old experiences we've had. But I love new seasons, and I hope you do too, because God is a God of new seasons. 
we live in a completely different world than just what it was 10 months ago. And the way things used to be, the way we used to do things, has changed. In fact, everything in our world has changed, as we know it. And things are changing constantly, day to day. And some of us are not really good with change. You know, I'm a young guy, so I'm okay with change. I love change. I love when things are progressing, things are moving forward, and, and I can just adapt quickly, and I can just go forward. But some, a lot of people don't like change. And there's a lot of changes in our world. When you look around, there's a lot of things happening that are just uncomfortable. And, and I really have realized uh, that, that God is doing something amazing in this world. God is still working. God is still moving. Even just like that song uh, says, even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it, God is still moving. And God is still working. And God is still doing something amazing. So new seasons. We all love new seasons. I love new seasons. I hope you do as well. Whether it's a, a new show, uh, uh, there's a show that, that I just can't wait for a new episode. Always the show um, called um, This Is Us, one of our favorite shows. I just can't wait for the new episode that comes out and, and a new season, a new episode. There's so much. Uh, it's such an amazing show just about family and, 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 and relationships and stuff like that. Uh, always something to learn. But then uh, I mentioned this in the past, this new show that came out uh, this past uh, over the past few months, The Chosen, is really taking off, and I just, it is actually one of my favorite shows. It just represented Jesus in a new way, in, in, in a new light, it just a whole new experience that I, that I got to live through and just uh, let God speak to me through that show. And I just cannot wait for season two to come out, which is currently filming. It's just incredible. I just cannot wait for this new season. Are you a person that just cannot wait for a new season? Or you just love to watch the old stuff and the old reruns and, and you just love, I, I, there's still some people that I know even up to this day, they just love to watch those old movies and old shows and old things. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying God is moving. God is always on the move and he's doing new things. The question is, are you and me ready for him to move in our life in a new way? At the global level, I see God moving and doing a new thing. New things for me individually, for us as a family, for us as a church. And my saying has always been, the best is yet to come. And I really believe the best is yet to come. And this is going to be the best year of our life. If we spiritually get close to God and let him make the best year of our life. Philippians 1, 5, 7 says this, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. You see, God has started a good work from us the moment that we have become Christians. And he's continuing on and he's doing and working in our life and we're growing and we're becoming better each day and we are going into new things and new areas and new territories with God, we're experiencing new things, we're experiencing changes, but all of this is a good change. It's a good change. God is doing amazing things. So, just like that song says, Jesus, you're not done with me yet, you're doing a new thing, I want you to believe this with your whole heart, that Jesus is doing something new in your life. There's a woman 
in the Bible, and I've shared a few times about her, that experienced a completely new thing in her life. And I want to talk to you this morning about three things that I see us as, as, as Christians experiencing today as, as the world, uh, that, that she's experienced uh, a new priority, a new perspective, and a new purpose. She's experienced this in her life the moment she met Jesus. And you might have heard about, about this story. I'm just going to paraphrase it because it, it is a longer read in, in John chapter 4. But Samaritan woman, when she came to Jesus, she did not even know the magnitude of what was waiting for her at the well. She just went to draw simple water in the middle of the day. Uh, obviously, she lived in shame and, and she was broken because of the relationship that she was in. She was in from one to another relationship, being bro- brokenhearted. She was also Samaritan, which at that day, day and age was, was sort of like a half-breed, lower-class uh, um, citizens. And, and she didn't want to be seen. She didn't want to be heard. She was just going to draw some water. And then she got there and somebody was waiting for her. Jesus started having a conversation with her, asking her for water. And then she, she, she responded and said, well, why are you talking to me? I'm a woman and I'm a Samaritan and you're a Jew and you're talking to me. And then Jesus challenged her. He said, if you knew who was speaking to you, you would ask me to give you living water. And then she got all excited and, and the conversation just changed. And, and, and she started talking about this living water. What are you talking about? I want this water, the water that will never they will quench all my thirst. And then Jesus said, yes, that's the water that you can have. But go get your husband. And then she said, I don't have a husband. And then Jesus responded, yes, you're right. And the one that you have, that you're living with right now is not even your husband. And then she says, she says, you must be a prophet when you're speaking like this to me. And, and she got surprised and she was uh, all of a sudden struck by this, the presence of Christ. And she realized that this guy someone special and then Jesus says yes I am the Messiah that you're speaking with she was over overflowing with joy she just left everything just like in that chosen episode last episode of the season one she just dropped everything she ran into a village she told everybody what she has just experienced and then uh, Jesus was there at the well and apostles came to him and asked him what are you talking with the, what are you doing talking with the woman and you need to eat something you haven't eaten and then Jesus responded he said well you don't know about the food that I'm eating uh, I don't really need to eat I just want to do the will of my father which is to tell everyone about what is come that is basically the story but we've said it many times over the past few weeks even that I really believe that we're in a season where God is trying to remind us and he's trying to nudge us to go back to the basics, to go back to what it is all about. Here's three things that Jesus revealed to a Samaritan woman that I want to share with you this morning. The first one is very simple. Jesus came to give her a new priority. He came to give her a new priority. Now watch this. Samaritan woman, she just went to get some essentials, to get to draw some water. Uh, at that time, they did not have all the luxury that we have today. We can go to a store and get a 24-pack or just have uh, you know, those big water jugs and just have a water, or even just from, from um, our own um, 
kitchen. You can just draw water, uh, have clean water. We're so blessed, and, and sometimes we take those things for granted because there's a lot of places in the world that still don't have clear water uh, to drink. Uh, but she was just going to get her essentials. And this essential, this word today, essential, has become such a big word because uh, all of a sudden the government is deciding who's essential and who's not. And, and I'm here, I know there's a lot of views and there's a lot of disputes and a lot of conversations. I, I do believe and I do stand that, that we, the church is essential as, as someone who's providing a spiritual nurturing and care is, is something that is really essential. But that's not, that's not what I want to focus on. I do want to focus on the essential that she was going to get from the well. She went to draw water, but Jesus was there to change her priority, to go from drawing the water for her body, which is an essential thing that we need to live and breathe. I mean, if you, don't, if you go a few days without water, you're probably not going to survive. A few days without food, you're probably not going to survive. But Jesus was trying to shift her perspective and say, listen, I know you're here to draw the essentials for life, but here is what's more essential. Here is what's more important. It is the living water that I can give you that will never make you thirsty again. Just when she thought she would be getting only her essentials, her life completely got blown out of proportion. She got a revelation, and she was told that her spiritual being should be her first priority in her life. What is your essential? What is essential in your life? We've had our priorities shifted over the past 10 months. A lot of us had different priorities and different things that we wanted to accomplish. In the beginning of 2020, all of us had our different goals and different things we wanted to do. And, and just priorities over the past 10 months have completely got a new meaning and completely shifted for most of us. Uh, what we thought mattered doesn't matter anymore. And we've seen things like closeness with family, uh, real conversations, connections, talking to people, praying with people, uh, being together with, with the loved ones. We have seen a lot of priorities just shift. And on top of all that, the greatest priority that I think has shifted in the past little while during the pandemic has been our posture towards God in, in our spiritual life. I've seen a lot of people turning to God as a result of what's happening in the world. And, and unfortunately, sometimes when we come to, to the, the worst situation of our life, uh, we, we turn to God. But it doesn't have, that doesn't have to happen in order for us to turn to God. But this is something that, that I really believe Jesus wants to remind us of this morning. Where is your focus and what is the essential for you and your life? Right now, I really believe that God is doing a new thing and he wants to remind us that the spiritual life matters more than any other priority that you have in your life. Right now, what matters is your spirit and how you are doing with God, and whether you have repented and whether you are drinking of the right well. I see so many people drinking from the wrong wells. I mean, just look around and, and just go on the social media, just look what's happening. People are drinking murky, disgusting, uh, water uh, from, from the news and, and media and opinions of people and what this guy said and what that girl said and all these different opinions and stuff and garbage and garbage and garbage. And I feel like God is saying, he's doing a new thing. He's saying, I need you to stop drinking from the wrong well because you're not meant to drink from the wrong well. You need to start drinking from the living water that I'm going to give you. And this living water will quench 
all the thirst that you have in your life. Jesus came to change her priority and to make her priorities different. If you look at Jesus' life, and he was, when he was starting his ministry, you can notice one thing. He went into a fast. He, took, he went to take, take care of his spiritual life first, just before he started. He wanted to focus on that. And you notice that the first temptation that he had was the temptation of the enemy, Satan coming along and wanting to tempt him with the basic essential of life, which was, you're a son of God, if you're the son of God, turn this rock into bread. You're hungry, right? Do this and prove that you're a son of God. Isn't it ironic that the enemy even knew, he knows our weaknesses and he knows where we as humans can, how we can shift our focus on, onto the stuff that are essential for our body, which I'm not saying they're not essential, but that's usually what the enemy always tries to do. He always tries to distract us from the true priority of life. And the true priority of life should be you, yourself, and your spiritual life before God. That's all that matters. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not even promised today. We don't know what's going to happen next. What we do know is if we take care of our own spiritual life and if we feed our spirit, we're never going to be thirsty again. We're going to be satisfied. And that is the priority that I believe God is uh, changing in a lot of people's lives right now. A lot of people are turning and looking for hope. And we as Christians and we as believers can give the hope of glory. And we can give the right food to those people that are asking for the right food. The new thing that he, second new thing that he did in her life was simply this. He gave her a new perspective. Now, not only a perspective about the people which I spoke about a few months ago about the stereotypes that we have about different people, different cultures, different languages. Uh, Jesus just showing up at the well and speaking to a woman who was from a, from a different background uh, was, was his sign of saying, I love all the people of all the colors, of all the languages, of all the cultures, and I accept everybody, and I want everyone to have an eternal life. Not only that perspective, but Jesus changed her perspective on, and this is, this is a big one, of God doing a new thing. He changed her perspective about where we are to worship. And because there's a big, such a big controversy right now, you know, in this building, physical building I'm standing in right now, uh, uh, speaking to an empty auditorium, there's no people here. You know, I grew up in a church, and I grew up in a place where it was always about going to, sun, to church on Sundays. It was always about going to church on Wednesdays. It was always about going to church on Fridays. Church was the place where we always, it was a part of my childhood. It's just what we've always done, what we've always experienced. It was a priority in everything that I've done. And all of a sudden, that's been stripped away from us. And we can't come together and gather and worship. But we have never stopped being a church just because we can't get together. I have never stopped being a church because the church is not the building. The church is you and me. We are the body of Christ. And this is one of the things that, I think God is trying to reconfirm and God is trying to remind us of again and again why Jesus came, why he came to this earth in the first place. And he was found in scripture, 19, uh, John 4, 19, says this, Sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. You see, our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, with the, the well where they met, there was the place where 
Um, it, was, it, was a, it was a place where Jacob built the well, and this is where they were worshiping God. They didn't have churches. They didn't have place. This was the place of worship. They come. They were reminded of God's faithfulness, what he has done. And, and she said this. This is where they were worshipped in this month. But you, Jews, you claim that the place where we have to, must worship, is in Jerusalem. But Jesus replies to her and says this. And this is, I think, the word for all of us this morning to be reminded over and over again that God is doing a new thing. And this is what God is doing. Jesus replied, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem, or at 1000 Bleams Road, Kitchener, or any other building that we can think of a worship place. But, verse 23, yet a time is coming, and the time has already come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For these are the kind of worshipers that the Father is looking for. Because God is spirit. Now listen to this. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and truth. Wow, mind-blowing. All of a sudden, just became a whole new perspective. Perspective is everything. Everything starts, the whole life revolves around perspective. Life is all about our perspectives. We, how do I know that? Because we, we all have different perspectives on things, and that's why you have a lot of debates and a lot of people going at each other and, and talking, and this guy, and this, polit- and this president is better than this president, and this political party, and this and that. And you know what? We all have different perspectives, but that's okay. That doesn't make us wrong and bad. But the question is, are we focusing on the right thing? And are we focusing on what Jesus is trying to accomplish in this world? And are we focusing on what uh, the new thing that Jesus is doing in his church, in our hearts right now? He's saying this. You don't have to come here at 1,000 believers or to worship. The Father is actually looking for those that are worshiping from their heart, whatever they're at. It doesn't matter if you're here or if you're there or if you're in a store or if you're driving a car or you're at your workplace or, or whatever you are, your worship should happen wherever you're at and it should be genuine from your heart. And that is what the Father is looking for. That is what the Father wants. I don't disregard people that want to get together and they want to fellowship and fellowship and worship, corporate worship and all that stuff. I agree. With, I love that. And, and we're going to be able to do that very soon. But thinking about the big picture and thinking about the kingdom of God, it is so much more than a building. It is so much more than a place. It is so much more than just one location or multiple locations. It is, the, it is all about your heart. And that is what I've been seeing and what I've been sensing God doing in in my own life and I think in the life of all of us is that God is a spirit. And he's right there, right right now. He's right in your room with you. And he's wondering, when was the last time that you worshipped me in the spirit and truth? Right in this room that you're sitting in or you're watching from. When was the last time that you have sat down and you just calmed your spirit and you just focused on the Lord. And you just worshiped him in spirit and in truth. That is what the Father wants. That is what the Father desires. That's his desire. And that's why I see that the benefit of all this that's happening in the world even right now. Uh, I was talking to someone uh, 
all the big businesses, basically the biggest uh, businesses that are suffering in the world right now are the businesses where people were used to gather. Now we can't gather because of the coronavirus and all this stuff. But listen, even if you're alone in your room, in your house, and you don't have anybody, the Spirit of the Lord, God is Spirit, is what it says here. God is Spirit, and the kingdom of God is, is at hand. The kingdom of God is here. God is Spirit, and God is with you right now. And you're not alone. That is the truth of the gospel, that you're, you will never be alone. And just focus on connecting your spirit to God's spirit and see what happens. See what happens. Everything changes. A peace that's beyond understanding. Joy that's, that's unbelievable. It's not about a place. It's not about a certain time. It is about your heart. So God is changing her perspective and telling this woman who was a Samaritan, who had a perspective of, oh, we got to go to a certain place to worship. She had this perspective, but God completely shifted that. He said, no, no, no. It's not about that anymore. It's not. It's about so much more than that. And that's what I want you to focus on. God is doing a new thing. It's why Jesus came. It's what the kingdom of God is all about. Our kingdom, the kingdom of God, is, is all about the Spirit. It's got to do everything with spiritual things. It's got nothing to do with physical things. So let's focus on that because that's what's really important. And the third thing that I saw that he gave to this woman at the well was a new purpose, new renewed purpose. Her future was secure. You see, she goes, she she completely drops everything, completely forgets about the water, being thirsty, getting the essentials of life. Her perspective on ways to worship, that completely changes. God, Jesus challenges her, and she just gets a whole new purpose, a whole new joy. She drops everything. She runs back. She, she was one of the first, the Bible, Bible records her as one of the first evangelists to all the Samaritans in that time. She ran back. She told everybody about this prophet, Messiah, who told her everything about her. And I'm sure that her, her purpose was, that was the day when her pur purpose completely shifted. It was all about her telling others about what God has done in her life. You and I have experienced so many great things in life. God has done so many amazing things. And right now, more than ever, this world needs hope, encouragement, and good news. There's too much bad news out there. There's too much um, going back and forth and uncertainty and fear. And people are going through a hard, hard times. We all are going through hard times. Sometimes we wake up, we have a bad day. We're having low days and high days, and we're all experiencing different things. But beyond all that, I feel like God is giving the church a new purpose. And, and, and like we, we talked in the past, the mission of the church has never changed. It's always been about reaching people. It's all, our life has always revolved around loving God and loving people. That's what our purpose has always been. It was always about worshiping God and, and, and letting, letting the name of Jesus shine through us. So our purpose has got renewed. God is doing a new thing. And right now, because we're locked down, in lockdown, we're locked down, but we're not locked up. We can still move, we can still use the resources that we have, the technology that we have 
to spread the good news, to spread the joy that comes from being in God's presence, to spread the peace that comes from above. The peace that doesn't come from this world, that the scripture tells us, but the peace that comes from, from, from the word of God. And then beyond that, to, to spread and say, there is still hope. There is still future. Jeremiah 20, 29, 11. There is still hope and future for you and me. We're not lost. God is still working. God is still moving. God is still doing new things. New things and I want to be a part of this. I don't want to be one of those people that is just always negative and always focusing on negative and look at this and look at that and now this and now that and we can't do this and we can't do Like it's already been said, let's focus on the things that we can do. And there's a lot that we can do. There's a lot that we can accomplish. Just like this Samaritan woman got a new purpose. She was joyful. She didn't care about anything else. She went and told everyone about what Jesus has just done in her life. When was the last time that you told someone about what Jesus has done in your life? And maybe you're sitting and you're listening and you're watching this. You don't even know who Jesus is. And that's okay. This is your day where you're going to be able to, to get to know this Jesus personally. But Jesus, just like he did for a Samaritan woman, he had a plan and purpose for her life. Jesus, at this day and this hour, has a plan and purpose for your life. And don't miss that. Don't say, wow, you're not talking, you, Pastor David, you're not talking to me. I'm just, I'm just nobody. I got, I got nothing to offer. No, you have something that you can give to this world. Whether it's a word of encouragement, whether it's a, a prayer, whether it's a, a, a word of hope, good news. We have the good news of the gospel. We have, we have the answer. <laughs> to all of the life's problems. And our answer is found in Christ, in Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. And no matter what happens around us, like the world, the, the Bible, the Bible um, talks about um, in the Scripture, Jesus told us, in this world you will have trouble, but don't worry about it. I have overcome the world. Jesus has already come, and he has already given us a victory. Just like that song said, he has provided a victory for us, and all we have to do as Christians is just walk in that victory, walk in that promise that he has left us with, and we are to focus on the future and what is to come. Just like when you're driving a car, if you focus too much on the, on the rearview mirror, you're going to crash and, nothing, and, 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 and things are going to get out of control. But if you focus on the windshield and you focus forward where you're going and you, you have your focus on where you're going, you have your vision where you're going, God is going to take you to new experiences. You're going to experience new things like never before. And this, I believe, is going to be, 2021 is going to be one of the best years of your life. Do you believe it? Are you open for God to move and do new things in your life this morning? God has an amazing plan for your life. Don't take it for granted. As long as you're still breathing and moving, God wants to do amazing things in your life. Just like he did in Samaritan's woman. She came to that well hopeless. She came fearful. She came full of shame and, and just getting the essentials of life. But she left completely transformed, completely changed into a new person with new perspective, new priority, new vision. That's all it took for her to be satisfied, to her, for her to be changed. And that's all it takes this morning. That's all it takes in this life for you to be completely satisfied and to never thirst again. There's nothing in this life. The world says, the Bible says, um, uh, it, it, 
means nothing if you gain the whole world but lose your soul. Because in the end, really, it is all about your heart and your soul and your faith. And what do you put your faith and your trust in? If you put your faith and trust in the Lord, He will come through for you. He will give you the hope. He will give you the peace. He will give you the joy. And you will walk in victory. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. If you are here this morning with us, you're watching, you've never experienced Jesus, you've never accepted him in your life, I want to pray a prayer for you. And then everybody else, I'm going to pray a prayer for you as well, that you would experience the joy of being in the presence of God, but also the joy of God doing new things in this hour, in our world today. Father, I just pray right now that whoever is watching this, if they've never experienced your presence, they've never been uh, renewed by your spirit, I pray right now that you would come and you would renew their spirit, that you would speak to them and you would encourage them in their place right now. And if you've never accepted Jesus, I just want you to repeat these words. Jesus Christ, come into my life. Forgive my sin. I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. Father, I pray that every person that's prayed that prayer, you just bless them right now. You would encourage them in their walk with you. I pray for everyone that's sitting and watching and that's just discouraged um, about what's, what we're going through in the world, God. I just pray for your courage and your hope and your peace into every heart right now, into every family, into every individual, God. I pray that you would just fill every home with your presence with your supernatural joy, God, and that we, after this is over, God, that we would just stand up, be full of joy, be full of peace, that we would just go on about our day, just spreading the good news of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Jesus, for doing a new thing, for moving in our life. We thank you for not being done with us yet, for your working, you're always moving, and we want to experience the new move of your Spirit in us, new miracles, new anointings, and new power every single day of our life. Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for your faithfulness, and thank you for your power in us. We commit our lives to you, and we pray you bless us all. In your name we pray. Amen and amen.